Hey everyone, I'm here with our producers, Sonia Cho Swanson and Layla Muhammad. Hello, hello. Good morning. For our very first Friday news roundup of 2023. I don't know which music that is, but that's the music. So today on CityCast Las Vegas, we'll be talking about all the new stuff getting built in town, what locals really think about the nickname Sin City, and how adopting a kitten at the Animal Foundation could get you a free flight. It's Friday, January 6th, 2023. I'm Vogue Robinson, and this is CityCast Las Vegas. So, of course, our city is doing what it loves to do, which is build things, break things down, put up orange cones all around the city. I think mm-hmm. Scott said if we had a, <laughs> a flower, the Vegas flower would be the little orange cones for construction. Yes, truly. <laughs> so, Layla, what is what's being built now? What's coming? So there's a lot of stuff coming up this year. The Las Vegas Convention and Visitors Authority said that there's $3.2 billion in projects coming online by the end of 2023, and a lot of those are coming in the fourth quarter. The biggest one that everyone is excited about probably is Fontainebleau. That's Mm. the hotel casino resort that was supposed to open, broke ground originally in 2007, supposed to open in 2022, failed multiple times, but it is back with the original owner and slated to open at the end of this year. There's Mm -hmm. also the Stations Casino's new project, the Durango, that's opening Mm -hmm. in Centennial Hills, also in fourth quarter. That's going to be exciting. Yeah, I'm excited for that. A uh, new casino in Centennial Hills because there's nothing out there. So Right. <laughs> I was just trying to figure out what do we tell people to do out there? It's like, oh, you might get a casino with a movie theater in it. Yay. Maybe a bowling alley. Yeah, that's the biggest resort off the strip that's opening this year, supposedly. I feel like I need to caveat all of these with supposedly because we Maybe. saw what happened with the Fontainebleau and just so many projects get started and kind of stall out sometimes. Right, mm-hmm. right. There's also a really cool Atomic Range, which is a golf entertainment complex next door to the Strat. What does that even mean? I'm excited to find out. That's supposedly (laughs) going to bring some new life towards that end of the Strip. I love the Stratosphere mainstay of Las Vegas, so hopefully that gets a little bit more attention now that the Atomic Range is opening near there. And then lastly, what I'm most excited about is the Madison Square Garden Sphere, which is Las mm. Vegas's Death Star that is behind the Venetian. <laughs> Baby Death Star. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, it is a 17,000-seat entertainment arena. There's been some speculation that, like, Billy Joel, U2, Garth Brooks are going to open that arena in the fourth quarter of this year. So that's going to be exciting to see what entertainment comes there. Hmm. But those are the wow. four big projects that are opening this year. Word. Sonia, what are the like expansions or additions that are planned? Yeah, so we're not just getting new constructions. We're getting some room renovations, too. So okay. the Silverton Hotel over, you know, on the I-15 and Blue Diamond Road renovated 300 rooms. 
I'm excited to see what Circus Circus is going to do with their $30 million room renovation that's slated to be completed in the spring. Yes, um, we've got the Miracle Mile shops over at Planet Hollywood are getting renovated. And MGM Resorts is renovating their New York, New York property on the Strip. And that's going to get done over the summer sometime. So we're going to see some fancy schmancy new rooms. Maybe time for like a little uh, staycation or something. Mm, yeah, definitely. Especially for New York, New York. I feel like that's been a little dated, falling behind yeah. the trends of Las dusty. Vegas. Yeah, right. so it's going to be... Uh, circus, circus, too. Yeah. Oh, very much circus, <laughs> yes. circus. That's yes. on the end of the strip that like all of the dusty casinos are. Yeah, <laughs> a little dusty. <laughs> Hopefully with these new developments, everything gets like a shiny new coating. There I was go. just going to say, 2023 is the year of Vegas buildings get their facelifts to get some, yeah. some nips and mm-hmm. nip tuck Vegas right. 2023. Well, our card reading, our car, our tarot reading from earlier this week said we're doing new things and going yes. on new horizons. So maybe these are the new things mm. Las Vegas are tra- is trying. Right. One of many, I would hope. New Vegas, who it is? Yeah. I like it. So out of these four projects, uh, so the Durango, Casino, the Fountain Blue, the Sphere, and the Atomic Range, let's play like a version of like F. Mary Kill. So like (laughs) (laughs) thinking about, okay, but they're building. So, you know, we're going to remix this. So which buildings would you abandon? Which buildings would you celebrate? And which buildings do you want to do what we do with buildings, which is implode? So abandon, celebrate, implode. Hmm. What do you want to do? I would implode the fountain blue just because it's, ah! the building itself, the shell of the building has been there for so long, just mm. sitting there empty on the strip. We would drive down the strip on our way to school or on our way home from school. And I would always ask, like, what is this empty building that just is such an eyesore on the strip? And mm. my parents, I think, never knew what it was. But I would like something. It would be cool to see something new mm. come up there. But Nonetheless, I'm excited for the Fontainebleau to get finished. Okay. Ooh, okay, so I would probably implode the sphere just because I'm a Star Wars fan. <gasps> you guys. <laughs> and I feel like we would be able to see like a recreation of that scene in the Death Star, except in real life. <laughs> that would um, cause quite the collateral damage. Yeah, that would be pretty bad. I mean, it's like our <laughs> brand new sphere. We're all speaking right. hypothetically here, of course. I would probably <laughs> abandon the atomic range because I don't really get golf as like a hobby mm-hmm. uh, but you know so I would abandon it but maybe somebody else would want to go hang out there that's fine and I'd probably celebrate the Durango just because I think Centennial Hills needs it needs something mm-hmm. kind of fun and exciting up there so that's my three what are your other two Layla I would actually celebrate the Atomic Range um, huh. I'm a golf I'm hesitant to say fan but Girl, I enjoy what? golf wow. um, I <laughs> Top golf is really fun. Going to the driving range is really fun. I don't know what Atomic Range is going to entail, golf entertainment complex, but I'm guessing it's going to be similar to Top Golf. And I enjoy that. So I would celebrate okay. Atomic Range. I think it's interesting, cool attraction for Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. And then I think, honestly, by process of elimination, I think I would have to abandon Durango. Mm-hmm. Um Maybe as more things get built out in Centennial, it will justify building a hotel (laughs) casino out there. Um, But, I mean, by process of elimination, I'm going to abandon the Durango. What about you? What about you, Vogue? What are your three? 
I think I'm still in in the range for celebrating the Durango. I think it's going to be great to have more stores in that area. I'm not necessarily pro casino, but I am pro like entertainment and having this space for the movie theater. So I like that that's happening because we're a big old sprawling city. But shouldn't we, I mean, my vote to abandon is like, shouldn't we have a strip mall or something or something like that brings stores and entertainment, but do we really need a casino out there when there's not anything? Like it's a, if you guys look out there where that's being built, it's like a Smith's next door. And then there's going to be a huge casino. Hmm. That's how it goes, though. I think that's like the the metaphor for Vegas, right? First, there was nothing. Then there was a casino, and then they built it, and then more stuff came. Right? Is that that's like how it works, right? I feel like that's that's correct. True. I do think having a casino would be a lot more like shade and air conditioning than a strip mall. So, like you know, come July, I think we're gonna all want to hang out at the casino and not. <laughs> The Smiths, just saying. Okay. Casinos are nice for that good AC. Yes. That's the thing Ugh. I would celebrate. Um, I actually, I think I would still celebrate actually the Atomic Range too. I think I'm just curious <laughs> what it's going to be. Um, and I think because Top Golf, as and I feel like our Top Golf is hella old and people still go and are excited to go to it. So I feel like, I don't know, new weird thing. If we're going to have something, build something, like let let it be either in a new area or a new subject. So mm-hmm. I'm down. Let's yeah. And if it's indoors, then yay. Mm-hmm. Even better. <laughs> It'll be all year long. What about your implode, though? What's your implode? Oh, what are we blowing up? I mean, ah, oh, that's a hard. I think the most interesting blow up would be the sphere. Yeah. But the fountain blue makes the most <laughs> sense, though, because it's been sitting there uninhabited. So... I don't know. They should let people go in with like axes and stuff and just take it apart. Ooh, like a rage room. <laughs> yeah, they That'd should just nice. let us go and and take it apart, and then they should build like a, another big old park for kids with excellent okay. shade. Oh, that'd be nice. Okay. Mm-hmm. Or a parking structure like that goes up. Nice. <laughs> so nice. Yeah, these are my thoughts. Hey, it's David Figler, and one of my favorite food festivals is coming back to town. It's Vegas Unstripped over at the Palms Hotel on Saturday, May 18th. Over two dozen chefs from some of Las Vegas's most talked about restaurants creating original, unique menu items they've never made before. Chef creativity at its best. We're talking chefs from Partage, Esther's Kitchen, Milpa, EDO, and more, including this year's James Beard Award finalist Steve Kessler from Aroma. Tickets are $150 and are all-inclusive of food and drink, so you don't have to pay for anything once you're inside. No hidden up charges. I went last year, and it was so crowded in the best possible way. We got one remarkable dish after another, and while it was a little indulgent, here's the best part. The net proceeds go to local charities. So head on over to VegasUnstripped.com to get your tickets now. We'll see you there. about things that are changing about Vegas, here's something that stayed the same for a while, which is our nickname, Sin City. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Scott Dickensheets, our newsletter editor, sent out a query to y'all and said, okay, do locals hate the name Sin City? And so we want to know what y'all think. And we got a few responses and we're going to tell you what we think. Sonia and Layla, both of your fathers were religious leaders in Las Vegas. 
considering your background and how you guys, how y'all grew up, how do y'all feel about the title Sin City? It's almost one of those words that you say too many times and it loses its meaning. So mm. for me, it's just a nickname. For me, we never talked about it because I, I was born here. So I feel like it was never like, oh, well, you know, oh. you live in. They never like sat me down and said, you know, Layla, we live in Sin City. This is what that means. <laughs> like, I, it was just something that was, I think I heard it probably from a commercial or on the news or my parents said it and then I just understood like okay that's where where we live and then I saw obviously all the naked ladies on the billboards I knew about Mm -hmm. gambling in the casinos but we were just told like yeah we don't do that so but that's where we live yeah and so it was never really it was never really emphasized it was never really a conversation point of like oh we live in sin city like we knew we live in las vegas but i like it for like a marketing standpoint it's easy to write marketing language around (laughs) sin city um Mm -hmm. it's catchy and a newsletter reader mag jacobs also votes for sin city saying let's be honest this place was built on excess and debauchery there's nothing wrong with owning that Christy Clayton also agrees, saying, sometimes the truth hurts. I love it. (laughs) Besides, BS rebranding steals your history and culture. Oh. Interesting. Ooh. Okay. I kind of, that's a hot, not a hot take, but a a different direction. Like, oh, you don't want to take away, you don't want to erase your history and culture. So. Hmm. Yeah. Also saying that the excess and debauchery is the Las Vegas culture. Interesting. Yeah. I don't uh, know if that's our culture. Yeah, I was <laughs> going to say. But it's what we sell. Mm-hmm. Right. That's a great distinction, folks. I love that. I love that. It's our, yeah. it's our, it's not even, it's not an import or an export. It's a you come here and get it. Right. <laughs> Which mm-hmm. is fine. I mean, Orange County is, you know, you go go there to buy oranges. You know, it's not yeah. like <laughs> oranges are there. Maybe they are actually a little bit of their culture. But, it might you know, be. It might be. Yeah. <laughs> it's the draw. It's part of the draw. It's the, yeah. Right, right, what about right. you, Sonia? How was your experience? You know, so growing up here, my dad was a pastor uh, in Las Vegas, first a chaplain at Nellis and a pastor. And and it was like, I think the first time we moved out here, we were like, what's it going to be like? Are, are we going to feel really awkward being kind of a pastor's family? And no, not at all. I mean, I think most people who actually live here for the long term aren't that interested in kind of the sins and the vices of the strip just because they have better things to spend their money on. So overall, I'd say I feel fairly ambivalent about the term Sin City, maybe similarly to you, Layla. My one kind of leaning towards us hopefully someday abandoning the term is that I'm just tired of weird dudes on airplanes being like, oh, Sin City, har har. That's exactly how they sound. (laughs) You know what I mean, though? It's like you go somewhere, you meet somebody, you tell them you're from Las Vegas and they're just like, oh, Sin City. And then I'm just like, you know, we just like we go to like the mall. We go to we go to like Burger King or Taco Bell. and, And, you know, I think. That's just kind of my hesitation about the term. Uh, we did get a few readers who agreed with me, by the way. So mm. Timmy Belt says, never liked it. And now that most cities allow gambling, it's outdated. Mm. Jen Mujica says, yes, I do hate it. I much prefer the City of Lights or Glamour City. I like that. Oh. Because, yes, tourists fail to understand that it is a thriving community with beautiful neighborhoods, family outings, and dedicated locals who care about each other through thick and thin. And then Patty Johnson, who's a local here since 1974, says there is so much more to Vegas than sin. 
I think we should keep the name of Sin City for tourists, but for us locals, we should have a different nickname that describes the amazing opportunities and extracurricular activities aside from gambling. Hmm. Interesting. Is there a common activity that locals do that would warrant a nickname for Las Vegas? A uh, drive-through construction. I know. It's like <laughs> look, look, looking at the cone, cone city, cone, cone city. city. <laughs> yes, listeners. If you have ideas for what our new nickname should be, please send us a message. Hit us up on social media. Let us know what you think. But let's talk about not so sinful things. Let's talk about. Free flights for cats. <laughs> Layla, tell us what's going on in our lovely city. <laughs> this story puts such a big smile on my face. So the Animal Foundation has three kittens named Frontier, Delta, and Spirit. Aww. And Frontier Airlines tweeted that they are so thankful for the honor that they're donating two flight vouchers each to the people who adopt Delta and Spirit and four vouchers to the person who adopts Frontier. <laughs> Oh. And they're still kittens, so these vouchers won't be available until they're up for adoption in about a month. But it's such a cute story, and it's so heartwarming to see that like Frontier Airlines is promoting people to go get cats. And from a cat owner, like I 100% support, like go get a cat and a free flight. I'm probably going to try to adopt oh. one of these cats, Look. honestly. Gigi's getting a sister. Well, don't get spirit because spirit's probably going to be a ratchet cat. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, like, let's talk about that value, (laughs) the different values for the different cats. It's like four for Frontier. I know. Uh, Yeah. And it's funny because Frontier and Spirit are low-cost carriers, but Delta is not a low-cost carrier. So people Mm -hmm. were saying that, like, that's not accurate. That's six cents. Exactly. (laughs) Um, But... Delta was actually Southwest before, but Wait. since the whole breakdown at Southwest they over the holidays, the name of the cat. they changed the name of the cat. Mm-hmm. Ooh, burn. Oh, Southwest. That's I mean, amazing. Sonia, like, what were the stories you were hearing about the, the Southwest drama? Oh, God, just so many. I mean, people not being able to, like, contact any customer service like they shut down their customer service lines we saw photos from the airport of luggage like hundreds of pieces of luggage piled up inside of harry reed airport i heard a story about a pilot who paid for hotel rooms for him and his flight crew out of pocket he couldn't get a hold of southwest to like actually get them rooms um I have a friend who was trying to get to New York, never made it to New York, ended up spending a oh. week in New Orleans with her husband. And they were like, I guess this is our vacation now. <laughs> so. That's not a bad place to be stranded. If I no. had to be stranded somewhere. Right. A little warmer. Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. <laughs> so I know, obviously, Layla, you're probably going to go and get one of these cats. A hundred percent. I'm going to try at least. <laughs> Sonia, would the guarantee of free flights cause you to want to adopt a cat? And what do you think would be for the right or the wrong reasons? I'm worried that people might try to get these cats for the wrong reasons. So I'm hoping that Frontier has some kind of policy in place that people have to keep their cat for like six months 
before they can get some free tickets. Mm. You know what I mean? So they don't just like adopt the cat, get the tickets, and then send it back to the Animal Foundation. Yeah, well, Uh, it would be the Animal Foundation's policy. Because Frontiers donated the vouchers to them. It's the Animal Foundation's... I guess, responsibility to pass on those vouchers. So, yeah, I I, I agree. Yeah, but me personally, I think one cat is about half a cat too many, so. (laughs) (laughs) You can never have too many cats. I I definitely do not think that that's accurate, Layla. (laughs) I've been wanting a second cat for a companion for my lovely girl, Gigi. So I think this is just going to push me even harder because I love travel and I love cats. Oh, that is right up your alley. Okay, mm-hmm. so people stay tuned for photos of not one but two cats from Layla. Yes, there fingers crossed, guys. Please, please try to make it easy. If you see me coming, just open away from me. <laughs> just be like, okay, at least leave one cat for Layla. Okay. Okay. Sonia and Layla, I love y'all. Thanks for oh, being on the show this morning. Thank you. Thank you, yes. Vogue. Thank you, Vogue. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. All right, people, that is all for today here on CityCast Las Vegas. Our lead producer is Sonia Cho Swanson, and our producer is Layla Muhammad. Our newsletter editor is Scott Dickensheets, and our hosts are me, Vogue Robinson, and David Figler. Music is by OG Moose, All the Kimonos, and Epidemic Sound. We record this show on the traditional homelands of the Nuwuvi, the Southern Paiute people. If you enjoyed the show, why not tell a friend, rate the show, leave us a review, and subscribe to our morning newsletter. We'll be back Monday morning with more news from around the city. Take care. I like Jen's suggestion of the City of Lights. That's nice. Mm. Isn't that Paris, though? Yeah, it is. I think it is. We can steal it. I was about it. to say it's Sunshine City, but like, isn't Florida the Sunshine State? Yeah. Right. So I feel like all the good nicknames are taken. Right. I we mean, could steal Chicago's Windy City. Pretty girl. windy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't Chicago know. Chicago would come for us. Yeah, That's I true. haven't been to Chicago. I don't know how the wind compares, but I feel like they would fight us on that. They okay. would definitely fight us.